Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am here with Julie, and she has an amazing angel story to tell. Julie, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Julie. I'm really excited. Oh, of course. Two Julies. So I am just. (laughs) And it's St. Julie Day. Did you know that? Today's the feast of St. Julie, also. I did not know that. I didn't even know there was a feast of St. Julie. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Julie, I'm going to let you take it away and share your angel story with us. Okay. So I wanted to share my story with you and your listeners because I'm just hoping it encourages other people to take this journey and embrace their awakenings. Um, And I want to provide a few examples of manifestations and synchronicity that I've experienced. My story has a few twists and turns, and I hope the details, though, will help people starting on this journey kind of see how it all weaves together. So it kind of starts, I was raised Catholic. I attended Catholic school for 12 years. I was a catechist on parish council. Okay, so I always like had an interest in the metaphysical, but I was kind of afraid to share it because of my background. And my Catholic and Christian friends were kind of opposed to the ideas. So I've always been a little intuitive, but not really knowing what that was and what it meant or how to manage it. And it left me feeling pretty insecure sometimes and just like a belief that I was too sensitive. So when I was a young adult, I became really obsessed with John Edward, the TV psychic medium, when his show was on TV crossing over. And what I loved about him was he was kind of down to earth, straight to the point. He wasn't flaky or weird, and he was a practicing Catholic. So in some ways, it kind of made me more comfortable with this and exploring a little more and gave me a little bit of permission in my own mind to go further with it. My husband at the time um, really thought I was crazy still, so I still kind of had that stigma about it. Fast forward a few years, I got rid of the husband, so I went through a painful divorce, and I really relied on my faith during that time to get me through. So, you know, as your prayerful practices become more consistent, 
things start happening. So my experiences of intuition did too. And I could sense things like when someone was about to call me or text me, anticipate small things that were about to happen. My kids thought it was kind of funny, but also a little spooky, Um, but they validated my accuracy, which also gave me a little bit of confidence that I wasn't crazy. And then one time I was watching the Hollywood medium on TV and he was doing a reading of actress Monica Potter and he validated for her that her father was leaving dimes for her from the other side. And I lost my grandmother right before I got divorced. She was my favorite person on earth. I've actually been told that we were sisters in a past life. I said out loud to my daughter, gosh, I wish Gigi would leave dimes for me. And starting that day and every day for a month after that, we found dimes everywhere. We thought it was just coincidence, like it just had gotten in our head and we were just seeing them more often, even though I understood, I think by this point, that there's no such thing as coincidence. Um, and then one day we were at my mom's house at, for a holiday and she told my daughter from way across the room to look under my dad's recliner because she thought she saw a dime, like specifically said dime and it freaked us all out. And um, it actually was a dime. So then it was just really validating for us. So like now, anytime we're like making a big decision or we all get together or when I was, I made a big move a few years ago when I was packing, like every drawer I opened underneath a pile of t-shirts or whatever, I would find times. And it was really awesome. But that was kind of as far as I took stuff for a while. And then my dad passed away um, in 2018. When I saw him last, I had a deep sense, like just knowing I wasn't going to see him again on this side. And six days later, he passed. Um, I didn't get home to see him before he transitioned. In fact, I was traveling that day from my, to my mom's house on that day that he passed. And in the car on the way there, I had a radio station on that I almost never listened to. I'm kind of a rock person and I was listening to country for some reason. And I just had this sense of knowing and I started crying. And then a song came on the radio and it was the Zach Brown band song, Mild Man. And I just like, I knew, and I was like, I screamed in my car, like out loud. I'm like, not today, dad. And I found out later that that happened at the moment he died. So during one of the last days my dad had in the hospital, um, I take my mom out of the hospital to get a break for a little bit. And while we were out, we found a dime on the floor right between us. And so when we came back to my dad's room, um, we told him that story that we found the dime and Gigi was with us. And, um, you know, we knew he was approaching his death. So we kind of joked with him because we could do that with him. And, um, you know, I just said, dad, when you go, I don't want dimes. I want quarters. So after my dad died, I stayed with my mom for the next few days and we had to go to the funeral home the next day. And, you know, I knew she was not in a state of mind to drive. So I had to take her in my car. My car can be messy sometimes. And my parents really hated that. So I like ran out to the car and was cleaning everything up. Um, it wasn't terrible, but you know, like I had coats and shoes and stuff. So I organized my car. And then when we got in the car with my mom, she got into the passenger side and there was a quarter on the floorboard where she was about to sit. And I know for a fact, it was not there five minutes before that. Cause I had just been out there getting everything organized. So now that we talk about it, it keeps happening. I have a whole jar full of quarters. I find them all the time. My daughters find them. Um, and again, it always seems to come around for making a big decision. Um, my dad thinks he's funny when I'm cleaning. He often leaves them for me because, you know, I'm not dirty, but I can be a little cluttery. So I go through a pile of mail or something and there's a random quarter. So that was just one of the greatest blessings since my dad's death, just to know he's still here. And then like for a long time after he died, I really couldn't be alone in my car without crying, especially in the car. And 
So I started listening to audiobooks to kind of try to have something to think about. And I started with one of um, Teresa Caputo's books. And around that same time, I had a friend become Reiki certified. And she was practicing on me and ended up saying she saw my dad's face. And I just, it struck me. I'm like, if she can do this, I want to do that. I want to see my dad's face. You know, she's just a regular person before too. So I just really wanted to look more into this. And so I began to follow a bunch of spiritual people and teachers on Instagram, which is where I found you. And, you know, I liked that you were in the Midwest. Your story resonated with me having a Catholic background, coming into your abilities when your dad passed. Loved that you weren't too woo-woo, you know. And I began listening to all your podcasts and ended up taking an Angel E course in November. That's kind of where things really got energized. Um, you know, honestly, if I'm being truthful, I wasn't like the best student. I, I didn't take the practice on a daily basis. I didn't, you know, I was working on my meditation and prayer practices, but I really overall was just an average student. Even just that little bit of trying, things started happening. I tried meditations to meet my spirit guides. And during one of them, I had a very clear image of my estranged grandfather who I recognized from photos. And he was pointing at this historical record saying, my father, my father, in an accent from Poland, which is where we're from or where he was from. And, and so um, he was referring to my dad's grandfather, whose name is Joseph. He passed long before I was born. And it's a long story, but my dad and I used to do genealogy. And this record was very important in our genealogy, uh, the death record for Joseph. And it helped us break through a, a bunch of brick walls we were having. Um, and it looked like that in my dream or in my meditation, I'm sorry. And so when I got to my mom's, I dug through all my dad's stuff and I started getting the genealogy bug again, wanting to learn more about him. And I do believe he's one of my spirit guides. I have an impression that I knew him before I was born on the other side. And so we looked at that record so many times. It's something that should be so uh, easy for me to find. And out of all the things my dad had, it's the one thing I can't find, which is I feel like is a sign in itself. So before I found you on Instagram, this is all going to come together, I promise. So before I found you on Instagram, I have a friend of a friend who's very spiritually tuned in. She knew a lot of psychic mediums personally, and she and I exchanged some stories and encouraged each other. And then it happened. My dad visited me in a dream. I'm still not sure of everything. I wasn't able to validate this for myself at that time. So I reached out to one of her psychic medium friends to get a reading and found out it was, in fact, a visitation. She validated that he was visiting me. And his message was that I didn't have to worry so much about my mom. Um, when he was sick, which was for a long time before he died, he was, like, hanging on for, you know, a long time. And he would always say he couldn't leave my mom because he was worried about what would happen to her. And so I had to have a real heart-to-heart -heart with my dad a couple weeks before he died that I'm not going to let anything happen to her. You can go. You know, it's okay. And I had to repeatedly reassure him of this in the weeks leading up to his death. So the message the psychic told me in the dream was that I, he was, might have been overreacting a bit about my mom. and He could see now that she's okay. This, the dream itself was very symbolic, and I didn't really understand it at first. He just kept pressuring me and saying, we have to find your mom's car. And my dad was a little bit abrasive and kind of bossy in this life. So it very much felt like he was right here. His personality was right with me. Um, and throughout the dream, I just kept going to all these places to find my mom's car. And he was with me. 
I didn't see him, but I heard him and I definitely felt him and it felt very real. When I found the car, it was a car we had when I was a kid, a very distinctive yellow station wagon. So back at my mom's the next time we were going through boxes of my dad's photos, photography was a hobby of his. So he has like boxes and boxes of photos. He was very meticulous about how he organized them. And so we found this box that we hadn't seen, you know, in the year that we've been going through his stuff yet. And there were some photos still in the envelopes that they came in, like from being developed. They hadn't been like put in albums or categorized or anything. So this envelope was a particular event that we had attended. In the middle of that pack of photos, there were two photos that were completely out of place from a different year, different time period, different event. And it was one of my mom's yellow station wagon on the day when they moved my sister to college. And the other one was the car parked out in front of the college, which at that time is the same college that my daughter just started attending. And I really believe this was my dad validating for me that he knew what was going on in our lives. He's with my daughter at school. Um, and that he was here in my dream. I'm still working to develop my daily practice and fully embrace my abilities, but now there's something that comes through for me almost daily, the more attention I pay to it. So if that weren't enough, my interest in genealogy then kind of came back um, after we started messing around with some of this stuff. And so my mom and I did a DNA test maybe a year ago or so, and there were a couple surprises on there, and we just didn't really Get really into it at that time. So then I was contacted by someone who was a match on there looking for birth parents. And I, I, I think I know who it is, but the person doesn't want to be acknowledged. So I, I didn't go any further with that. I had contacted a medium around that same time. I asked her advice on this and she got really quiet and she was like, oh, I think it's best if you just leave this alone for now. So I put that advice and I did. But then I kept looking at it and there was something off about it. And I kept you know, digging a little further and came across another big surprise. And I wanted to tell people, but knowing how my first relative responded when I talked to them about it, and, you know, I didn't know that people wanted me to know their business kind of stuff. So I kept it to myself, but I was really like agonizing over it. And then lo and behold, Julie, you had a podcast about DNA testing and finding surprises. And how sometimes it's family on the other side guiding us to do these tests in these family trees. And I was like, if that's not synchronicity, I don't know what is. So it was meant for me to hear right around that time. So even though I was afraid, I ended up being encouraged by the podcast. And so I told my mom the big secret. And I thought it was going to devastate her, but it ended up being a super healing experience for her. She needed some time to process it, of course. And she has a lot of questions but it answered a lot of questions for her and hurts that she experienced growing up. So I just really also believe my dad got on the other side, you know, became aware of the truth and pushed me to revisit all this and figure it out. So my mom also has intuition, but because of her generation, she very much doesn't acknowledge it. I've been easing her into some of the ideas and practices, trying to validate the experience she has, especially that she's been having since my dad's death. I think she knows that they're real, but she's afraid no one's going to believe her. So I've been encouraging her and we talk about it. The big secret I revealed to my mom was that she had a different biological father. So after learning this, we decided to go to the cemetery to visit his grave. Um, it's someone she knew growing up, so we knew where he was. And so when we went to the cemetery, she was starting to talk to me there about feeling really guilty about going and do this and that. Her mother 
probably wouldn't want us to be talking about this or going to the cemetery or telling people. So we started a conversation about reincarnation, which my mom did not reject, which was kind of cool, and soul plans. And now that all these people are on the other side, kind of the pettiness and the ego, you know, don't apply anymore. And she's very open to it. So it's been a great healing experience for her, even spiritually. Throughout my awakening, I've also been getting into numbers um, and listening to your podcast. I see my dad's birthday on the clock all the time, and so does my mom. We also see license plates a lot, and my mom sees his birthday, but I see my dad's badge number. Uh, He was a fireman, and he was very proud of that. His badge number is a triple digit, so I see that every day, and it's usually on a license plate. So we're on our way to the cemetery. We're getting close. My mom starts talking about freaking out inside. She's having chills. She's being anxious. And we were talking about seeing numbers. And I said, I see the badge number all the time. She said, I never do. I only see his birthday. And right at that moment, car like came zooming up on our left, cut me off, cut into the lane to the right of us, and then slowed down. It was very bizarre. And it was a light traffic day. There wasn't a reason for him to do any of that. And so now he's riding on the right side of our car, kind of right in front of us, where my mom would be staring at the license plate, essentially. And it's an out-of-state license plate, so it has two letters and then a space and then my dad's dad's number. My mom, like, fell apart happy, but also just overwhelmed by it. So there's a lot of things that are going on for my mom, um, but she's, like, now starting to really pay attention she has uh, odd happenings with her porch light at her house, which is right next to the chair where she sits inside. And um, the other day or a couple weeks ago, I guess, she said she heard him sleeping next to her snoring in bed. She's like, I know I wasn't sleeping. And she just kept willing him to wake up and talk to her. They were together for over 55 years. My mom was 19 when they got together. She thought that grief was playing tricks on her, um, but now she gets it. She's believing Um, so if I hadn't gone through all this and I hadn't accepted what was going on in my life, I wouldn't have been able to help her and validate these things for her and help her move through her grief as well. So I just wanted to share all this with you and thank you for the opportunity to learn and to accept and be open to what's happening. And I also just want to share with you that since I took the Angel E course in November, I've been starting to see things. I see colors when meditating and I'm starting to see things in silhouette. The first time it happened to me, I was getting a massage. And as I got into that deeper relaxed state, I sensed an energy in front of me, a younger energy. And I saw very clearly a small hand, like in a shadow in the darkness and my eyes being closed. And at that time, I hadn't learned to trust myself yet. But now that I look back on it, I believe it was a message for the massage therapist. I see a few things in shadow. A lot of times it's angel wings, but I'm still learning what my symbols mean for me. And I also experience knowing this a lot. I still think I'm kind of afraid to completely open up to it, but I'm seeing that I need to, and spirit's more important than my ego. Um, I've been a volunteer at your angel school and had an amazing experience and made a great connection with the student who practiced on me. I think it's also important for your podcast listeners to just recognize that this whole thing doesn't have to be woo-woo and you don't have to sit in meditation for hours a day to be living in a higher vibration. You have to do the work and there's a lot of internal work and you have to keep learning and put some effort into connecting. But I'm just a regular person who grew up in the Catholic church who had some fears about this and it's happening for me. So, you know, I really think that people need to just give it an opportunity 
and realize that the more you start to acknowledge it, the more it starts to happen. The other thing I'm really grateful for, Julie, is that, you know, we're recording this in the beginning of April 2020, and the world's essentially in a massive quarantine right now because of the COVID-19 virus. And I believed I was nudged into awakening before this pandemic hit, too. I really struggle with anxiety. And I think if I didn't have this awareness and this connection to spirit right now and hearing what spirit's doing with you, I think I would be a mess. So I just also want to thank you for that. So I guess my 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 overall thought is I just really believe that everything comes in the time and the universe intends for it to come. And we all have the ability to develop this connection. Um, I still practice Christianity as my way to approach spirit, but my ideas and my practice are so much more expansive now. And I just want everyone to know that that's okay. Oh, Julie, you should take over and run the podcast. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, and it's really, honestly, I think you were the push. You know, I had the TV psychics and whatever, but I think you really pushed me over the edge because you're so approachable and so Mm -hmm. relatable. Um, And I was really excited to get to come and volunteer at the angel school so I could kind of get in the presence of your energy in person. And it's just, I just really appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And you know, what your dad is really encouraging me to bring through and your spirit team as well is, and this is for everybody listening, you only have what you are. And I think that so often we as human beings try to push ourselves in one way or another. We push to wake up at a certain time and we push to go, 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 go. And and yet all we have is what we are. And if we're not ready for something, pushing ourselves isn't going to help us get there faster, right? So when I first started this process, I did not tell my mom and I did not tell my husband that I was communicating with the other side for about a year after I was really into it, working with different people, learning. They knew I was going to different classes and Reiki energy healing, but communicating with the other side was a completely different story. And they didn't really know because I didn't feel comfortable sharing it with them. And I waited until I was comfortable. And that's how I have approached everything that I have done with my work and with my life is I'm going to take that step when I'm ready. So for you, what I really see for you is that you are a healer and you can use that in so many different ways within your life. Spirit says that there are healers that are CEOs, healers that are principals. You can use it in so many different ways. The way that you're supposed to use it cannot not be with you. The energy of it is with you in your heart chakra. You just have to spend time tapping in and asking your spirit, how do you want me to use my energy as a healer to serve others here? And I really feel like you're going to do some traditional energy healing and continue to bring through your spiritual gifts, but you don't have to do it until you're ready. When you're ready is when you take that step. That's awesome. Yeah. Because you know what it is to the other thing that they're saying to share that I have learned because they have knocked me over the head with it over and over again. I don't think I am. Well, I don't think I know. I am not a patient person by nature. I am not a person that is a quick processor who gets things right away. 
I'm actually very stubborn, typical Capricorn, and it takes me a long time to absorb something. So spirit often has to drag me through the same thing a couple of times before I'm like, oh, (laughs) I get it now. This is what you're trying to say, Um, you know, a couple months ago. And, And yet that's just who I am as as me and that's the process but then when i go through that lengthy process myself man i've got it right and then i can walk anybody through it step by step because i've got it down so well and that's how i see spirit working with every healer in their own way yes some people get things faster than others but i believe that slow processors are slow processors for a reason to be able to absorb the full energy of it all and be able to translate the healing process then to the client that they're working with. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm glad to hear that because I think I do also get drugged through things multiple times before I catch on. (laughs) I can relate to that. (laughs) And you're like, why? Why? And, And Spirit's always like, there's the lesson, you know, find the lesson in it. It happens for a reason. Yeah. So just be patient with that as well. Now that I've got that lesson down and I see that for what it is, I'm like, okay, no more push energy. Just going to relax and chill about all of this until you show me what you want to do. And that's not always easy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm kind of going through it right now with the whole piece of coronavirus and how this is impacting other people's businesses and mine of, my God, you know, I was going, 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 going. And not that I want to step back. I want to just do a little less, right? And I want to I want to really be present more for my family while they're home because I have my business set up where I do more during the school year while they're at school. But because my husband's a teacher, I do have it structured where I do less over the summer. But I restructured everything and I went back and I was like, okay, I'm still going to do the Angel Reiki school online. I'm still going to do my sessions, but I don't have time for anything else. Like, that's it. And that's okay because that gives me the opportunity to fully be there for them. And so pivoting is is huge too. And just being able to see their lessons and be like, okay, this isn't what I expected, but I trust you, God. I am just a tool working for you, God. And if this is what you're showing me to do, I know it's all going to be okay. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Yes. That's a great message. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny when that happens, watch, you tend to see more angel numbers. Like I have been seeing 1111 everywhere, just all of these different synchronicities with numbers. Yesterday we were seeing sevens all day long and my daughter goes, oh my God, mom. And it's the seventh day of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Julie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so excited for your journey and just thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing what you're doing with everyone and in a way that's accessible to people and, you know, for being just so relatable and approachable. 
Oh, of course. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I look forward to seeing how this journey unfolds for you. Thank you. Oh, and as we end, it's 333. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's amazing. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, Julie, take care. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. 
Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light, energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. 
What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, 
please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals. And it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.